With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Gab's dad. Are we on? Yeah, we're on. Jesus Christ, can any of you stay quiet for 20 fucking seconds? Good evening, everyone. Hey. It's the Fatback 4. Ian, you were spot I on. Quiet. Yeah, you were yeah. amazing. Matt is, I swear to God, verbal diarrhea. Anyway, uh, and Grizz just can't. He just can't. It's impossible. Right, All right, Grizz, how are you? Nice one, mate. Good stuff. Thanks. Matt, how are you? All good, mate. All good. Ian, the best behaved boy, how are you? Tips off, man. Tips good off. Stuff, good stuff. Welcome to the Fatback Four. It's Sunday night. It's the uh, it's the original crew is back. Um, Liverpool have won again, uh, beating Fulham two 0 at Anfield. Uh, we need twenty one more wins, um, and we are champions. And forget what Man City are doing. Don't be panicking. It's all good. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, Grizz, I'm going to come to you first. Um, the lineup. Um, you didn't predict the lineup today. You stayed very very quiet. Um, but um, it was a good one, wasn't it? It was a good lineup. It was. You, you couldn't be arguing with that one. Nah, it was um, yeah, it was to be expected, wasn't it? Uh, fairly attacking, um, sort of the the uh, usual back four, you could say. I mean, you know, considering Lovren's been out for a little while, so yeah, Shakiri positive by playing Shakiri. I did suspect Salah's going to go through the middle, Bobby dropping deep, but all in all, very very positive uh, selection from Klopp. Must have read Twitter. Yeah, he must have read your tweets or you sit into his DMs or, or something along them lines. Matt, um, there had to be changes in midweek. It's, it's as simple as that. Lallana seems to be the one that's got completely bombed after. Um, not in the 18-man squad. Uh, he brings Fabinho back in. He brings Gomez back in at the start. Um, and he he picks a team, doesn't he, that he knows Fulham are coming to put at least seven, eight men behind the ball. You can quit that shit because no one's getting bombed in this team. Got bombed. People are. No, he didn't. He didn't at all. He's on the transfer list. He's come back from a long injury. He's being managed. Uh, He had a bad few games. It was pretty shit. Mm -hmm. But Klopp Klopp likes him. Klopp will give him a chance. He wasn't bombed. Other people got uh, got a chance. That's all it is. But this midfield for us is the one where everyone moans. Mm. Attack and defence generally. We're okay. Gomez can come in for Trent. Loving for Gomez doesn't cause too many issues as long as Van Dijk's there. But this midfield causes a lot of issues before the game. Today was pretty much what most people would pick, I think. Um, and most people are happy with it. And, and, and I was too. I, I told you a while ago I gave up, uh, caring before the game. But this is the midfield that everyone wanted. And, and it was to break down a, a deep line team. But were we much better? I mean, 
how, did did we come out and, and play this incredible football we've been uh, screaming for from last season, where people were saying if we bring Shaq in, yeah, and, uh, if we bring Fabinho okay. in, did, did we play all that football that we wanted? I, I don't think we did. We no, we, we controlled the game. We controlled the game like we've done all season. I don't personally. I don't think Klopp has has stepped up the gear yet. I think we are in the world of sports science right now, and we are managing a post World Cup season. And because we've built up the defence to a position now where we've got probably one of the top two defences in the league, we're in a good position where we can manage it. And, and sooner or later, we will start coming out of the blocks a bit more. But for now, I still think we're being managed as a team. Maybe after this international break that we'll see a change, but we're, we're, we're def- something's definitely different and we've got the same front three. So, I don't know. Ian, um, Matt says something's definitely different. Is it just the way teams are approaching us? Is it they were a bit naive against us last season and were a little bit maybe high up the pitch or didn't have as many numbers behind the ball as you think? Um, is it something like that or is it just us being at 70, 80% and there's a bit more to come? I think it's a combination of, 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 the, of all of that. Uh, you got to remember, for all our free, fl- free flow and amazing football last season, how many trophies did we win? Um, yeah, we didn't on, win any. I'll look it up for you. Yeah, we didn't win any. So everyone wanting to harp back to what we done last season. It, it was primarily in the record books. It'll go down as unsuccessful. So this season we're, we're almost impossible to score against at home. Uh, you know what I mean? We're very solid at the back. You'll win a lot more by being solid at the back and decent going forward than you will be being brilliant at forward. You're brilliant going forward and being decent at the back. So. Would I like to see this, the form of last season? Of course I would. But at the same time, Liverpool have got 30 points at this point of the season, which is staggering. It would just happen to be doing it in a season when one of the best sides there's ever been in the Premier League are around. It, it, it's basically the story, the story of our lives in it as a Liverpool fan. We'll, we'll be shit for four years, then we'll be brilliant when there's a world-class team in our league. And then we'll be shit for another three years, and then we'll, come, we'll have another renaissance when there's another fucking team who's brilliant. We just don't need to dig deep, stay in it for as long as we can and just hope that City drop off or get a few injuries or fucking break down on the way to the ground when we can get dot points. Do you know what I mean? Anything, you just got to stay in it. I think I think the midfield, I was disappointed Katie didn't start me because I think he's the only midfielder that we've got who's potentially world-class. I think the others are all very good. Some of them are, they range from functional to very good. I think Kate has got all the ability to be world class and he's had a really slow start, a couple of injuries. I would have liked to have seen him start. But apart from that, that match, right? There was, there was no major difference. It's not about Henderson's playing so we don't play this free, free attack and football or if Fabino plays, we're going to win 6 0. The, the squad are playing to a set, to a set plan, I think. And Matt, and Matt, as much as I hate to agree with him, like, Matt's right. I do think we, we've, we've tailored our style a little. I don't think we're going full throttle all the time. You can see it. We're getting our pressing stats this season compared to last season. I think something like six teams out of the last eight have outrun us in games we've played or whatever. And that's unusual for Liverpool. It's very unusual for Liverpool. So I don't think that's just by teams getting fitter or us getting lazy. I think that's by design. So... At the moment, unheard of, unheard of. You are. You don't know what Chris said there. Yeah, like I'm saying, so thirty points. What if we dropped this season? Four points in twelve games. Six points, is it? Yeah, six. We got three draws. <clears throat> oh, is it? It's just six, yeah. six points in three games in uh, twelve games. It's staggering. There's not a there's not a single Liverpool fan. Seeing the fixes that we've already had, it wouldn't have bit your hand off for that. So people need to start maybe looking at the end product as opposed to how we're getting it. Yeah, because the end product's the most important thing at the end of the day, and we're getting the points. Yeah, I listened to um, I listened to the cop uh, table preview and um, this thing about Klopp holding us back and maybe you know, I don't know, kind of pacing us a bit more, come up and and Jay Riley was of the opinion that he doesn't think it's like that. He just thinks we're not. We're simply not at the races like we were. Um, but I think it's something in between. I, I just think it's, we're not at full throttle, regardless of what way we're trying to, even if we're playing against teams that have seven, eight, nine, ten men behind the ball, 
we're still not a full full throttle with regards to the way we want to play that way. But against that, I, I still think we're trying to work out teams that are coming and playing deep against us and trying to be ultra-defensive because they're terrified of us. But, look, all we can do is keep going. We keep winning. You know, this is... You say that, though, Gav. You say we're not uh, a full throttle. We've got two players. One goal off the top scorer spot. We've got oh, two no, players no, on yeah, six no. goals. But that's the point I'm making. We're still winning. We're, it's <clears> not like we're sitting here going, lads, we've played 11 games, we've won five, you know, drawn three and, and lost three. Do you know what I mean? We're winning and we're yeah. scoring two a game. Yeah, we're, we're averaging two. I think it's two a game. We're averaging and we're conceding less. One point nine of it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think what are we? Point five a goal conceded per game somewhere in around that. But uh, yeah. like, I get people's frustrations because what they seen last season. But as Ian said, I suppose he's right. What do we win? You have to, you have but, to, you have to kind of make some sort of sacrifices in order to get that extra step. Do you know what I mean? I was thinking about this before. I'd, I think it was about February last season, we'd done a pod, and we were talking about United and Mourinho, mm. and we discussed whether we would like to win ugly like that. And at the time, we were playing some of our best football, and I said no. I said, I don't want to do it like that. Mm. Fuck it. Like, I'm enjoying this. I'm absolutely I loving no it. I said no as well. Mate, I'm oh. loving it. I was the only one, I was the only one who didn't. I was the only one who can say no. But are, are, <laughs> you have, you, I, I don't know if you're lying, but I'm going to fucking check this. Yeah, I know. Whenever, whenever Chris is on like that, we always go back into the archives. I'm I was the only one. Our friend Keith there says he thinks we're playing better than last season. And it's hard to argue with that. Results-wise, we are playing last season. At this stage of the season, we are. It, yeah, at yeah. this stage, definitely. He's right. Listen, and it depends what you, what you say. If you're just talking about attacking football, then uh, obviously you know, last season as a whole, no, we're not. But if you're talking talking as a very functional team, then 100%. We, we're, we're a very good team right now. Unbelievable. How many times did we discuss last year about controlling games? And we said the one thing we lack is when we, when we take the lead, we can't control games as, as much as we should. This season, only Arsenal... Mm-hmm. Have pegged us back when we've taken the lead. Yeah. So, I mean, so everyone, could... everyone questioned Klopp's uh, lack of Plan B, Klopp's yeah. uh, lack of uh, just grinding out results, and, and now we're doing it. And, and you've got people calling for Conte. Yeah, no. <laughs> I say one thing. Yeah, I say one thing that's different from last year is a couple of our star players are playing very poorly. They're, they're, they're nowhere near. Yeah. Nowhere near at the level that they reached last year. You're so thinking Bobby, aren't you? I, I, I think Bobby's been awful this season. Yeah. Awful. He doesn't look fit. Like, by his standards, I think he's been... Re- I said it last week in a tweet. He's kind of gone under the radar a bit because there's other scapegoats, you know what I mean? Your Lalanas, your Hendersons, your Milners, Lovrens. And Bobby, because he's a fan's favourite, and rightly so, he's gone under the radar, but he's been really poor, I think. Mane, is, I'm one of Mane's biggest fans. He couldn't strap a bag of cement at the minute. He had a shot in the first, like, five minutes with where he decides to bend it in the top corner, and it's fucking, it's dog shit, it's like a shot out there on FIFA. Do you know what I mean? It's all the world either. Yeah, he does, because that's what he does. He can be shit, and stumble stumble through three players, and then it's a 25-yard rocket with his wrong foot. He's that type of player, but I think as a team, we are much better at this start, start, well, the stats say we are, than we were this time last year, but individually, our players just aren't at the races. Some of, some of our players aren't at the races. Trent's struggling a bit. He got Trent, better as the game went on. Yeah, he I did, agree. yeah. Got better, but he struggled. Uh, Firmino's been terrible. Manny's been terrible. And midfield, Ginny has, has been the old Ginny the last three games. He's just no, been, he's just vanished. But isn't that a testimony to, isn't that testimony, testimony to Klopp's system that he's formulated for us now? Yeah, exactly. That, that just that the team is more important than the individual. That's what it does. Yeah. Um, right. Let's get let's get into the game itself because um, it's a very much a mixed bag in the first half for me. Um, you know, there's there's some good movements. There's some we're unlucky. The keeper at some one stage, their keeper at one stage looks like he's having one of those games where he'll he'll save no matter anything, no matter what way it's thrown at him, and we'll come away thinking, off, you know, only that keeper will be awful for the rest of the season, but he'll do it at Anfield. That's the way it goes. That there's other there's parts of it where. They get through once or twice. We look a bit shaky and hesitant. But, Matt, I'll come to you. Did that kind of game suit us more? Because if they completely sit back and do nothing a la Cardiff and we become a bit 
complacent. It usually works <clears> against <throat> us. I think, I think them getting a few openings kind of fired us up a bit. And you're seeing the solid goal. You know, it's, it's a proper, proper sucker punch to something that happens down the other end of the pitch, um, seconds earlier. Did it suit us a bit more that they tried a little bit? I don't know. Did they? Did they really? Well, they, uh, they, they, they done more going forward in the first half, Matt, for me, than a lot of teams have at Anfield this season, I've got to be honest with you. Yeah, alright, alright, fair enough, we'll give them that. I mean, again, I I was never worried. It, it might have helped us going forward. That that counter-attack, that was peak Liverpool from last season, what that happens. Keeper, uh, out to the wide, and then you put one of the forwards through. And either they score or they pass it to one of the other forwards and there's a goal. That is what Liverpool was known for the second half of last season. Uh, so it was great to see and, and good to see Salah on the score sheet. Uh, I don't, I, I was confident we were going to open them up anyway. We had the front three, we had Shaq on, um, and, and we had the, uh, the two holding midfielders with one of them pushing up. So I, I was more than confident that we, we had enough for Fulham. But, I mean, you got to look as well compared to last season. Uh, I think it was you, Gav, who said, did we lose to Cardiff 3-2 when, when they were bottom no, last season? No, I think it was the season before. It might have been Swansea. Was it? I think Swansea were bottom and came to Anfield and won 3-2. Um, well, we, we spoke about it last pod as well. That These are the type of teams where you, you look at it and we would blow Man City away and then come here and get a draw and it was infuriating. Now we're just we're just a fucking machine. Like this, We're just rolling through these teams just... Just very, very systematically rolling through all these teams, one nil, two nil, and just, just compounding, just keep going, going and going and passing around and going and wearing them down and, and getting the opening. And then, and where I, I go back to your question, I don't know if them attacking openers up, but we were going to score against them anyway. It, it, it's a fact of this season. We were going to keep uh, keep them out, and we were going to score one or two goals. That's how we've been going through these teams. Yeah, Grizz. Um, Swansea. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, Cheers, mate. But, you know, like, you, you sent me a couple of things you wanted to speak about before this, right? And the, and the first one was um, a slow, sluggish start. Is it slow and sluggish, Grizz, or is it... That's actually hard to say, slow and sluggish. Um, is, that's what I wrote. <laughs> thanks. But is it that way, or, as I go back to, is it just us walking them out? And taking our time to walk it out because we're confident of what we can do? Or is it a little bit of an arrogance where, yeah, okay, we'll start with it. We'll start like this because we're better than them and we believe we're better than them and we get there in the end, you know, 70 minutes in, they'll run our legs sort of thing. Or is it simply, Grizz, for you, slow, sluggish and lacking ideas? I wouldn't say the lacking of ideas, but I'll definitely call it slow. I think it was just um, the early kickoff didn't help. It never helps, does it? 12 o'clock on a Sunday morning. It was a bit of a, bit of a leftover from uh, the Red Star game. You know, I thought that first 45 minutes, we were quite shoddy. I mean, Twitter was quite happy. Most of the Twitter seemed quite happy with, with it, sort of, but I was. And I thought, I'm like Ian with in terms of, I thought Cato would have started. I mean, two, two number sixes against Fulham. You know, it, I was a bit unhappy with that. And so it... And so it transpired that, you know, Ginny was absolutely anonymous. The only bright spark in that first half for me was Shaq. I mean, every time he got the ball, he kind of sort of looked, uh, you know, there was urgency to his play. He sped up our moves every time the ball came to him. He was the only one sort of who was trying. Trent and Robbo tried fairly hard, um, but the quality was really, really poor for me. Um I think it was a combination of them sitting back. I don't think they because they actually dropped their star playmaker Seri for that lump Chambers, who's a centre half, just a tackle in midfield. So they went defensive, which is not like them. So you know that didn't help sort of us uh, um, create any great openings. But yeah, that first forty-five minutes was a, a bit of a non-event until. Um, until our goal or their goal and then our goal. Yeah, it's. I, I I still stand by the fact that with teams coming out and being this defensive, I think it can be difficult at times to play the football you want to play. And it's, if you look, Ian, like if you look at the front three we have, it's not a front three where you can 
go a bit plan B ish and, and if it doesn't if it intricate stuff doesn't work off, you get it to a full back and you launch it in a box. For a for the likes of a Mitrovic say that the Fulham look for. We just continue to play our game in in a belief that we will beat them. And like Matt says, we're scoring against you. It's just what's happening today. Yeah, I, ju- I just think Klopp's got complete confidence that sooner or later, with what we've got at our disposal, we're, we're going to win. You know, what I mean? it's like an analogy would be if, you, if last season we played chess and we try and win in five moves, but we'd leave ourselves open to, to a counter attack. You know what I mean? Whereas now he's just taking his time, moving his pieces around the board, and he just thinks we're getting it done anyway. And you can't really complain, and you can't really say he's wrong because he, more often than not, he, he's, he's winning, and we're winning. Uh, the game was a bit, a bit sluggish, do you know what I mean? And I, like I said, I wouldn't have chose that midfield three, but, and it, even before they, their offside goal or whatever it was, they should be one up. That session, you should have scored yeah, when he went clean absolutely. through. Absolutely. Uh, I don't really know what happened. He got a bit lucky against Gomez, but there was another time in the first half as well when they, they overwhelmed us and Mitsurich was a shit shot as well. So, we are still capable of leaving ourselves open, but we've got away with it a bit. The, the Allison as well, like doing that little shitty parry right back into the box. You know what I mean? So we've, we've got away with a few. We're not completely impregnable. But I think when you've got potentially the best front three in the world and two of them are only running at like 60% efficiency, to carry on winning, we can't really complain. I mean, I was watching the game today, the first half, and I was bored to tears at times, like, but you just gotta, like I say, you just gotta look at the bigger picture. We're only 11 games into the R38. If this season follows last season's pattern at 12, you say that. If this season follows last season's pattern, then we'll progressively get better as the season goes on. Like, do you know what I mean? So, at this point of the season, there's just no way. The only really poor performances we've had have been in Europe. Alright, we haven't done, we haven't blown teams away in the league. And we've been a bit underwhelmed. But we haven't been poor in any of the games where you think, oh yeah, we deserve to lose that. So you, I, I find that I'm not as overwhelmed, I'm not as excited. But at the end of the day, we're still two points behind one of the best sides that's ever been in the Prem. Two points, it's one game. Mm. It, it, if we get to the last game of the season, two points behind City, I would absolutely lift my own arsehole. Yeah, but then, but then <laughs> you'll have, but then you'll probably have the disappointment of them. Winning seven nil and I'm also not getting near them. Um, then you'd have herpes. I <laughs> catch <laughs> it twice, man. Uh, not at the same time, anyway. Um, Ma, yeah, the goal, the goal. Let's get to the goal because um, people have been saying that Salah's touch has been off. He's he actually gets away in in an in the Arsenal game in a similar position down that inside right channel and it's a bad touch and. Uh, Xhaka gets gets towards him, but this looked like old Salah, didn't it? Uh, electrifying pace, great touch to get him in a position, and a cool as you like finish. Uh, he, obviously, the highlight of the first half because it's the only goal. But for me, it was great to see that sort of goal being scored by Salah against the side that you thought was going ultra defensive to open them up and score like that was was really good, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're saying the Salah of old. He's been getting in good positions. He's been creating more big chances. He's been assisting more than anyone else in in our team. He just hasn't been finishing at a high, the high rate that he was last season. That's all. But he's still he's still getting in the positions. But yeah, this is this is great to see because he's using his pace, and it, he's nothing better than saying someone using the pace from like near the halfway line and just fucking going for it. Uh it, it was good. I mean I, I hope he was offside. Uh we've had enough shit our way. I, I hope I hope he was offside and, and fuck it, I'm gonna say their goal was onside. I, I don't give a shit. Um we've had so many bad decisions our way. Fuck it. it it's meant to come around. Uh, but yeah, I mean it, it's just good for Salah as he starts racking these up like he did last season. Uh we had people four games in saying he can't finish and, and all this stuff so as he just keeps racking them up he'll just get his confidence more and more and, and by the end of the season before you even know it he'll be on 25 goals again and, and, and that, that's what he's heading for right now he, what, what's he on now he's on he's on 6-12 and 12 in the league 
So he's he's, he's uh, got eight goals for the season, I think so far. I I think yeah. I could be one or two off that. But and we're f- third of the way through, so he's on for about twenty six to thirty goals. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's, it's going to be it's going to it's going to be one of them seasons. Everything is looking like a blueprint of last season, except we're getting the points. So if we do pick up, then yeah, absolutely superb. Salah of old is back. Yeah, I I just thought it was kind of one of those unerring finishes that. You know, you did see it from the end, from most of last season. He was just putting it away and minimum of fuss. Where he struggled a little bit in front of goal this season, I think he's he snatched at a few things. He's hesitated. He's tried to be cute and it hasn't worked. I just think it worked from it was perfect that goal for me to see. I agree. Do that. I think he's trying too much this season. Yeah, you he, he, see him on the edge of the box and you know he's going to put on his left foot and go for the curling on the top left. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm arguing for a while that if he, if he goes outside a defender. Once in the first ten minutes, it puts the doubt in them, and then they don't know where he's going, and he actually gets the space then to pull inside if he wants. Yeah, I know you said this, but I don't mind a player like Salah going for that because you know it's going to pay off sooner or later. It's just going to start banging in again, so it doesn't look like he's lost his, lost his confidence because he is going for it. It, it looks forced because he's not scoring, and last season it was scoring, which is sometimes a matter of inches. I, I don't mind him still going for them. I know it's annoying to watch. But if he just if we're still winning and he's cut keeps cutting back in until he gets his confidence back, I'm all for that. Yeah, Chris, um, the, the the system you said there with you know two sixes or two deep line midfielders against Fulham uh, frustrated you a little bit. It's becoming more and more um, of a thing for us, isn't it? This system. Do you think it suits us? Um, do you think it hinders certain players or or brings certain players to the fore? Is a, is it something you'd like to see more of? Or do you keep it for certain games, certain, you know, certain occasions? Yeah, none of you are going to remember, but I did think that this season we're going to play with two sixes in certain games. But I didn't expect it to be against Fulham at home. This kind of selection and a performance, you know, proper reminded me back to the Rafa days and Gerard Hulia days, where we just kind of turned up at Anfield and we knew we're going to keep a clean sheet and we're going to score a couple of goals and the crowds not going to be really richly entertained you know it it had a kind of sort of deja vu back to the to the Rafa days um I do think the players Ginny's played really well up until last two three games Uh, you know Ginny's turned into a ghost again last couple of games so I did think maybe Henderson would have stepped in this system, this system, I think it suits us. I think the only problem, the and and it's and it's quite it was quite apparent in this game, is what do we do with Firmino in this system? Because even though we've put Salah through the centre and yeah, he's got the goals and everything, um, Firmino suddenly looks lost to me because he's dropping way too deep. And even though this position is what he was sort of predominantly playing at Hoffenheim. You know, he's, he's become so accustomed to being our focal point of our attack and, and, and sort of the last man and creating space for this getting, sh- coming short and collecting the ball. It's, it's a conundrum that Klopp will eventually solve because that's what he does. But it is for, the t- for, for, for now, it's a bit of a slight worry for me how to fit in Firmino in this formation. Um, yeah, with this sort of formation, I suppose if you if you're playing four two three one, you have to put Firmino kind of has to stay up front um, because you have that fella in behind him. My thing with Firmino is he was coming too deep, way too deep. I like him dropping ten, fifteen yards off off centre halves and giving them something to think about rather than being very easy to pass on. Ian, um, is this just a system we have to play at the moment because of the players that's available to us? You know, Wijnaldum and Fabinho being two of them that are available to us and, you know, they're probably better in that system, although I'd argue Wijnaldum's better on his own uh, as a deeper player. Is it just something we have to use at times with the personnel that's there or is it something you think we're looking to use for the majority of the season, regardless of people available? Look, I, I don't think we have to do it. I think it's a conscious decision. He's got, at the moment... Other than Ox, he had a, he had a full midfield to pick from today. So he could have went, like, he could have went with just one number six, because Fulham aren't going to attack, not a lot anyway. So, I think his preferred formation 
before he came to us was always four two one three. Do you know what I mean? Or or, or a variance of that. He, th- he thinks he's more he's more suited with with one of the sitting players being a bit more of a of a ball player. I I think Genie gets lost in a two. Uh, uh, he just he almost like relinquishes relinquishes all responsibility and he's like he can do that and I'll just I don't really know what he does to be honest because he does go missing in games quite quite a bit. Uh, the two definitely suits for Bino, uh, and if you want to get the best out of him, then I suppose you play him in his best position until he's really accustomed to the game to, to the way we play and stuff. I suppose and maybe Fox looked at that game and went. And I would say it's shit, shit saying, but maybe he's looked at that and gone, right, it's a free hit for Fabino today. They're not really going to attack, let's put him in. I don't think he played that well, to be honest, because he's done all right. I've seen a couple of people go mad on Twitter saying man of the match is outstanding. They're just desperate for him to be a man of the match. That, that's all that means, because he wasn't, he was okay. He was man not special. He was not special, and he wasn't poor. You know what I mean? He just done, he done well. He done okay. Uh, so if you need him to get minutes, I'll tell you what I thought was strange. I, I, I get bringing Henderson on to get a few minutes, but why not bring Cater on instead of Milner for a few minutes as well? You give Cater like two minutes at the end of the game, and you're like, well, no good can come of that. So that that's a bit strange. But I just think, Clough, I, I just think it, we're not giving anything away. So our defense, as good as our defense is, we're also better. If you play two in front of them in the midfield, they're even more solid as well, and they're not getting through. And we're playing games where we can score one goal now. We effect, effect, effectively score two pretty much every game. And we don't concede that many. So we're still, we're just gonna, if you just go by those stats, we've got to keep winning games. And I think that's how it's going. Until, until a team figures us out. I don't see why you should change it. Not just because all those players on Twitter are like, but we want to score six. You don't get extra points for scoring six than you do for scoring two. So, I think he's choosing it because it's more solid. He's got the he's got the personnel there to have any formation he wants. I think to, in order to play Shakiri in a three, I think he feels more secure with having two sitting midfielders because he's a, he's not really a midfielder. Shakiri up until very recently he's a wide forward. So if you're going to play him in a three, which I said we would at the beginning of the season, by the way, shout out to me, then you you give him more protection as two sixes, even if one of them is invisible most of the time. And- and it allows the uh, full-backs to get forward as well, which, against a team like Fulham, which are going to sit narrow and deep, you, you need the wide, the width. We don't have width up front. We play Manny on the left and Salah on the, on the right, so we have no width up there. Our width comes from the full-backs. Playing two sitting uh, midfielders allows them to both attack, not just one, yeah. so you can rotate and it from they, right they to left. Today. What's that? All full-backs got our assists today as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, I know where you're, I I I understand where you're coming from with all that, but I, I get the only worry I have with all that is is that, like Grizz said, playing playing two defensive midfielders and that's what they are is it's letting teams away with it a bit. And and would you saying until teams find us out? I don't think it's about finding us out. I think it's about teams having the balls to come and play us. More than finding us out. I think until teams actually grow us uh, and try put it up to us, um, we won't see what maybe Fabinho was capable of, you know, and what he's actually there for. Because for me, he's there to break things up deeper and re- and be really good at releasing balls, medium and long range kind of passes to get get team our players away. Um, I'm gonna move on, Grizz. Yeah, just a quick yeah, one. Yes, yeah. just a quick one with that. Do you know? Um, you know, we mean in like fairly critical of Ginny's performance in that in that sort of role alongside Fabinho. Do we think this could sort of help Henderson if we play this formation a bit more? Because a lot of people are critical of the way he plays the six when he's on his own. Do you think? Do we think he's still got the legs and the energy to sort of get into the box? Like if Fabinho does what he's been doing and sort of get those tackles and win the ball, and then. You know, Henderson could be an extra weapon, um, you know, going forward and getting into the box. It could, this system could actually be the sort of n- a new, new making of Henderson, maybe of the 13 14 version. Um, for me, I'm not a fan of this system. I'm not a fan of two lads sitting deep. I like the fact that we play one deep and we give them loads of responsibility to recycle the ball, break things up, and the other two lads 
press on with the front three and make it really difficult for the opposition, win it, and then have five. That's what I'm saying, Gareth. Henderson could do that now. I prefer Henderson if he's playing, or any of them, Fabinho, Wijnaldum. Uh, pick one of them and play them deep and then pick two lads ahead of them. Um, Oxley chamberlain is, a, is becoming a bigger miss for me week on week because of what he does. Matt put out a video during the week um, of the Champions League quarterfinal second leg where we scored a goal and one comment was the space Chamberlain gets here is what we've missed all season and I couldn't agree more with that comment. Um, just My comment. Was it yours? I thought it was someone commenting to it, but if it was your... No, I commented on my own video. Yeah, of course <laughs> you did. No one else was watching. Uh, Retweeted it as well. Eight views. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, no, I'm not a fan of this system. I'll hold my hands up and say I'm not. Um, I just think it, it it gives far too much respect to teams that don't deserve it. And if you want to win leagues, you don't give people respect. It's as simple as that. Um, moving on, second half, lads. Um, much better than the second half for me. Um so much better football. We looked a lot more solid, I thought. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about, for me, the player of the second half, and probably the match, but we'll get on to man of the match in a bit. Jaden Shakiri. Um, Grizz, I'll stay with you. He impresses me every time we play. Um, regardless of the opposition or what he's asked to do, he applies himself brilliantly. Uh, he's, he's always looks like the spark that could, could ignite us. Is he pushing Grizz to be a regular? And I mean a regular, like, where, you know, he's, he's on the team sheet and there's no, there's no arguments. For me, personally, absolutely. Um, but you know, we, we, we don't make the decisions, but in terms of his attitude, what he's shown, even when he's not been in the team, it's been commendable. Everyone had doubts about him, like, oh, will he be happy with just being a squad member when he's a big fish at Stoke? Well, he's proved that wrong. Then there was the, does he work hard enough theory? You know, he's a bit of a luxury. He's proven that theory wrong as well. So, you know, the kid's doing, I mean, we, we, we said when he signed, how happy is he to be at Liverpool? He's proper, he's proper like a fan. He loves it. You know, the, his, his, his interaction with the crowd when he scores, everything, everything about him is lively. He's actually the shining light in our attack. I mean, I know Salah's still getting the goals, which is excellent. And I thought Salah, I don't know if we're going to touch on it. We have touched on it, but Salah was much better. I did see uh, glimpses of the old Salah, but Shakiri is just a—he's just a bundle of energy, isn't he? That little man is just like proper, full of dynamite. Every time he gets the ball, looking to cut in, go out. You know, he's—he's um, he's doing fantastic. And for me, he's, he's definitely earned his point in the team. Definitely. Ian, a question for you uh, from Kevo Sullivan on Periscope. The ref today. Uh, I don't want to go into what we done last week, but uh, how did Chambers not get a straight red in the second half, Ian? Uh, because the referee hasn't got a slow motion replay thing, because that's the only thing that kept him on the pitch. It was a bad challenge, like, but at full speed, it just looks full blooded. Uh, and it was a Salah on it. Salah doesn't really make that much of a deal of it. He's not really that type of player. I think that helps him as well. Uh, but looking back. Uh, with all the replays that we've got, yeah, I think it's a definite red. But listen, I hate talking about referees because most of them are, 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 are nonsense, aren't they? I hate it. But it's also, every now and again, it's important to a devil's advocate and say, that game is moving at 100 miles an hour and they're, ch- they're chasing around world-class athletes non-stop and things happen in split seconds, you know what I mean? And they have to make a decision in a split second. I don't like defending them because they're all... They're all horrible bullies, do you know what I mean? But every now and again, I don't really think it was that bad that he didn't send them off, do you know what I mean? It's not that bad. I've seen, I've seen a lot worse, like. Um, uh, Claire, that we, de- um, we dedicated the show to last week says, I think she says, <laughs> Shakiri reminds her of Norman Wisdom. I think it's Shakiri she's speaking about, but we'll, we'll, uh, we get on to her afterwards and find out that's, that's what she actually thinks. Claire. Uh, obviously takes acid before she watches football and I think I'd be taking acid if I had to watch us fucking four every Sunday as well to be perfectly honest um, lads man of the match before we finish uh, there was a bit of arguments over it last week I think it was Milner and, and Van Dijk to what finished two each on this show last week um, this week where are we going with Matt I'll go to you first man of the match uh, Fabino. Fabino, of course 
Of course. Absolutely Ian's fuming. Definitely. Ian's absolutely fuming. Ian, Ian, I'll let you come back in. What would you who would you like your uh, man of the match apart from Fabino to be? Man eh? <laughs> no, by an absolute country man, I thought it was uh, Andy Robertson because he was outstanding. Okay. Uh, so he he like get the headlines because his finish was world class. He made it look piece of bit. Uh, but I, I just think Robertson is a different level. Okay, Grizz, for you, man of the match. I'm gonna have to agree with Pinky. It's got to be Robertson. Shakiri does run him close for being, uh, but um, but yeah, Robertson. I think the energy and sort of the assist. He should have scored as well, actually. Yeah. That's the only disappointment. That was a poor, poor finish. But yeah, Robertson for me. Okay. Um, I think he picks out Chikiri with that crush, you know. I think he picks him out. Like a 50 yard oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think he picks him out. It's, it's, it's brilliant. Like. If he's hitting 50 yards off a nine iron, he'd want to fucking give it up, man. No, because it went 500 yards in the air. It doesn't matter. He'd probably be playing gap wedge, to be honest. Alright, Matt will tell you. Tiger Woods. Um, oh no, I'm not him. Uh, well, my wife hasn't bet me around with a golf club yet and damaged me car, but I'll get back to you next week and fill you in. Um, she swung and missed. <laughs> she, she, I am too high. Ran over you. Tiger Woods is a sex case, isn't he? Oh, he's probably, oh, listen, don't get into that. Ah, he's good, isn't he? Don't get into that. I, I hate him. I, I used to hate him. And then I was kind of, ah, I wasn't really bothered by him. And now he's starting to annoy me again. Because he's getting all the sympathy from the crowds, but he still has that obnoxious fucking... Nah, fuck off. Listen, if you're famous, bollocks to all these people with one girlfriend. If you're famous, you're, you're doing stuff every night, like... You're, you're, you're a dog. You're bottles of vodka, PlayStation, and six strippers. You're going for it. You've got the money, who gives a fuck? I think we've just, uh, just found out what's going to happen to Matt's marriage as soon as he gets famous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first, first, then... Um, First deal, Matt signs, and it's all gonna fucking go off, isn't it? Image. Yeah. Right. You know, Chris Rock stand up says a man is only as is only as faithful as his options. <laughs> so if you're, a, if you're a big fat fella, and you're getting no one hitting on you, then you can be faithful for thirty five years. Everyone thinks you're a dead nice fella. If you're Tiger Woods and you've got all these mad golf groupies throwing themselves at you at every every other hole, mm. you're gonna you're gonna take a mulligan. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, man of the match is Robertson as well for me, uh, just to get back on topic. Um, because I think Mane has struggled the last little while and I think Robertson has made up for it and masked it a little bit because he's been up and down and up and down and keeping Mane involved to a point where although he's not as effective, he looks, you know, part of the game. I think if Robertson wasn't as busy as he was, I think Mane could be, you know, People could notice it a bit more, a bit earlier and a bit quicker. So Robertson, um, Robertson for me, man of the match. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Fatback 4. This is your audio download piece. Um, first of all, uh, before we get into it, I just want to say thanks to Laboon for our intro music. I want to thank LFC Online, which this is in association with. Check out LFC Online and all their, uh, social media channels for news and views on Liverpool FC. Uh, you've seen on air on the Trippers timeline with regards to the Sean Cox appeal. That's going to take the next step in the next couple of weeks um, or the next week or so. So keep your eye out for that as well. But look, we move on. Um, the one thing we didn't want to do on the live show and we want to do now is discuss the next five league games. Um, for not, yeah, probably the next five league games in Liverpool. There's a couple of Champions Leagues, Champions League games thrown in there as well. Uh, but lads, next five, Watford away, if I can remember these, Watford away, there's Bournemouth away, there's United at home, there's Ch- Everton at home, and there's somebody else. I can't remember who the fifth person is. United. United, Chelsea, or United, Everton, Bournemouth, Watford, what? and somebody else. Burnley. Burnley, might be Burnley. Yeah, we, well, listen, that's a better guess than mine. Uh, but, um, yeah, but only away. Midweek, actually. But, lads, the next five league games, and, you know, this is another international break, which does your fucking head in. But this one is the last one now until January, I think. Um, Ian, next five league games we concentrate on. Leave the Champions League, league stuff aside for the next bit. But it's Watford away. It's uh, Everton home. 
Burnley away, Bournemouth away, United at home, and that brings us up to um, just before Christmas away to Wolves, and then Stevens's Day will be Newcastle at home or Boxing Day, as you like to call it over there. Um, but Ian, just what the fuck, Stevens's Day? Saint Stevens's Day is called in Ireland. What's that? Same as Boxing Day, it's just called Saint Stevens's oh, Day. Boxing Day. Yeah. Yeah. And Saint Irish. Yeah, I know. James McLean refuses to say <laughs> Boxing Day. <laughs> you say Boxing Day around James McLean, it all kicks off. Uh, but on the form we're on, Ian, um, and the fixtures ahead of us, are you still confident to go and getting, I don't know, do you think 10, 12, 15 points from them next wife? Are you still confident? Yeah, yeah. They're not the best sides in our division. You got United, who's the fifth game, but we're at home. So I'd, I'd fancy us to beat anyone at home. The others, what were they? Everton at home. Yeah. They don't, you know what I mean? The, the last time they won at, won at Anfield, fucking, to risk it's bit in a size 28 pants. It, it's like, Bournemouth away is tricky. You never know what Bournemouth are going to turn up. Watford hit and miss. And who was the other one? Burnley. Burnley. Mm. Burnley are awful. I would expect us to get a minimum of 15 points there. Out of the next five. Out of the next five. A ma- minimum 15. A maximum? Um, 16. Ma- <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> uh, we, we obviously signed up for the, um, for the bonus system. Um, with regards to winning five and you get an extra point. Uh, Matt, I'm, no, I'm number dyslexic. Okay. Um, I'll get you an abacus for Christmas. Um, do we still call it Christmas over here? Actually, you know what? Uh, in Ireland, you know the way you turn on the Christmas lights? Yeah. It's not the Christmas lights anymore. They're calling it the winter lights now. That's absolute horseshit. I know. I know. We get into that it's at some absolute- other stage. Um, but I'm, I'm very upset about it. Matt, are you as confident as Ian? Are you going 18 points in the next five games? Yeah, we may drop two mm. against Jose. He, he just knows how to do it. He, I, I hate, I hate saying this. He knows how to take points off Klopp, and he, he's proven it in the past. But saying that, Klopp is a different beast this season. Uh, Liverpool are, as we say, very, a very different team to beat. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully this is the season where he doesn't do it. Yeah, fifteen points. Okay. You know, can I just say mm. how mad it would be if we get to fucking St Stevenson's Day or whatever it's called, yeah. unbeaten in the league? Yeah. And that's, every, that's absolutely mental. There's every possibility because, like, and and this is not being overconfident in my opinion, but Watford away, Everton home, Burnley away, Bournemouth away. Uh, United at home, Wolves away. That brings us up to the 26th of December, which is new. Have you not seen that? We've been playing. We're in crisis. Yeah, I know, but that's, yeah, I know, but that's Newcastle at home on the 26th, Arsenal at home on the 29th, and then it's City away on the 3rd of January. Um, and then it goes, you know, we start all over again. Why we play Arsenal twice before the cal- the, the year is out again is beyond me. It's, it's, it's a weird one. Grizz, 18 points out of the next five games. You all over that, yeah? Yeah, I think because um, I, I started counting, Glenn. Does you that don't make think. sense? What did you say? Nothing, mate. Carry on. Yeah, no, I think I think it's the the United game that's gonna, you know, piss us off. He might pick up a draw. Is it at home? Yeah. Yeah. So we expect to win that. I think, look, we said it before, this is the crucial part of the season, I think. It's like proper hectic now until, well, into the new year now. There's no breaks or nothing. So all that sports science that Matt told us about, it's got to kick in now. This is where we got to see the energy level um, really rise. And You know, this is, this is the period that I think what Matt's alluding to, Klopp's so prepared for. There's this hectic part up to like New Year's, so let's see how it goes. I'm going to have to apologise for Grizz's internet here. Yeah, he got I'm hungry before. He got hungry. Liverpool going unbeaten till April than there is of Grizz getting a decent Ethernet cable before next podcast. He got hungry halfway through and he started nibbling on the air wire. <laughs> he saw it was green and yellow and he thought it was a share bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
listen, it happens as well. It happens as well. We get through it. Um, I'll just edit you out, Chris. You won't sound bad at all. Don't worry. Um, for me, this series of games going up to, we won't include the Newcastle game, but going up to, say, Wolves away on the 24th of December, for me, this is make or break in the season. Um, on many levels. Um, you have two Champions League games there, which we're not going to go into in detail. We all know the, the conundrum we're in and, and, you know, if you draw in Paris, you have to win here or you fucking have to win somewhere else and, you know, just drama all over the place. But in the, with regards to league games, you have, you've Watford, Bournemouth, uh, Burnley away. They're three games you expect to win. But the way that they're, they're put out, um, you know, we're away to, we're away to Burnley on a midweek. We're away to Bournemouth early on a Saturday. All these things kind of throw me a bit. Uh, United is standard four o'clock on a, on a, on a, on a Sunday. But I think this makes or breaks us. Uh, I, I keep going on about January to March, but I think this one could be the one that, could be the one that does it. Um, it all depends how Watford goes. If we come back off an international break and do well against Watford, I think we, we kick on from there. And this is where teams start hitting injuries, suspensions, a little bit of tiredness. Um, this all starts to kick in. And as Matt said earlier in the live broadcast, if if teams are if we're being held back a little bit to push on and push on in this this sort of area of games, um, it can only help us. So um, I'm not going to put an amount of points on it because I think I've counted seven games there, and I should be only doing five. But the next five, uh, one, four, seven, eight, eleven, about eleven points, somewhere around there. Um, which I don't think would be too bad. Um, anywhere between 11 and 15 points I'm happy enough with. Uh, there's going to be a surprise in there. There always is. I think the surprise may be the Everton game. Um, I think we're a bit too confident going in against them. Uh, they're not playing as bad as everyone thinks. And that lad Richardson, that lad Richardson has a derby winner written all over. Bollocks, Gab. No, Bollocks. I'm not messing with you. I, I genuinely Shite. believe that. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Good, good point. Good point for them today away to Chelsea. Um, but look, we just have to keep going. And regardless of the form, we're winning games. And that's the most important thing. If it, if we get better with regards to style, substance, goals, great. I'm happy enough. Keep going. And, you know, wins are wins. It's as simple as that. Um, Ian, random question. Um, this is your job. And you've come up with one this week that... Uh, May get messy. I, I have a feeling that may get messy. Hit me. What is it? If you, if you are, in order to make one uber fatty from this pod, mm. taking the best bits out of all four of us, yeah. what parts would you use to make the ultimate okay. fatty? Is there, is there, um, is there different parts to this or is it just go whatever way you want with it? Yeah, just just go go nuts with it. Okay. You start off. You can have what you can use one one thing off each person. Okay, all right. So you use one one thing off each person, and then were you saying earlier that one skill, like one special power that they would have, and from one person, you gone with no, that as well. You didn't say that. You did. I didn't say that, but I didn't because because it, it's gay. But if you want to say it, you can say it. <laughs> I would use it. It must be great to say for a pro. Would you like to use For a pro, <laughs> do you want to be Mister Floaty Man? Do you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mister Soft. Do you remember the ad, Mister Soft? <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Matt. I'll let you go first. I would have me. <laughs> Just you. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have to take something off you? One thing off each person. Alright. A toenail off Ian, yeah. even though it'll be fucking bigger than my foot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> someone turn him off. Yeah, still bad. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't have business fucking internet. <laughs> one thing. Uh, alright, alright. I'll tell you what. I, I I do like Gav's legs because as I said a while ago you can get on the stuff easily with them. Yeah. So I'd probably take Gav's legs, mm-hmm. Ian's head because you can you can get through doors pretty pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, just the head. Uh, so you can knock them down and then I would take my torso because mm-hmm. I'm an absolute hunk. Yeah. And then Grizz. Ah, it's a bad one. This. I it? think he's a brilliant beard. Maybe his back hair, so I, I stay warm in the winter. I don't know. 
splash out. I don't have to splash out on ASOS jackets. You live in Dubai. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a bed. Oh, when you come home. It can be freezing when you come home. Chris, yeah, exactly. Chris, if you're still there, um, give me... Uh, Give me your ultimate fatback for Uber fatback for person, please. I don't know if you guys can hear me, but um, yeah, yeah, perfect. All right, that's good. All right, so yeah, I think I'll go. I'll go with. I'll go with Matt's build. Mm. All right, <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> what a wank are you? <laughs> right, so I'll, I'll go. With, uh, I, I um. I'll go with Ian's. Can I, it doesn't have to be a body part. It can be like a talent, can't it? Of course, can. So I'll go with Ian's. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with Ian's wit, mm. humor. So that's Matt's build, Ian's wit, humor, mm. gaff. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely, bro- he definitely broke up there. He must have said something nice. We just didn't hear. <laughs> no, 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 Gav. You know, and you guys, I don't know. You know, you might think differently, but I really like Gav's eyes. Gav's got really, Gav's got one of those. Gav's got come to bed eyes. Honestly, he's got really, really nice eyes. So I, he's got like a twinkle in them. So Gav's eyes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Gets Gets ice, ice, no point, Ian. You make an ultimate being, you've got to add to your qualities. So I'm nicking your best qualities and adding to my already brilliant qualities. So you're keeping your head. That's, that's keeping your head, your, arms, your legs. Yeah, my, no. Look, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sticking with that. Majority of me and then I'll just nick the bits. I've nicked your fucking build, Matt. What are you fucking moaning about? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want your fucking legs underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> your head on top of it. No, I thought <laughs> Well, look, it's it's fairly it's fairly straightforward. Uh, if you're going for like one of our fucking actual bodies, it's Matt. Um, it, there's no contest there. Let's be honest about it. Um, Ian, Ian, yeah, Ian's sense of humor is top uh, top notch. I have to give him a sense of humor. I'm taking Grizz's beard. Uh, I love Grizz's beard. Um, oh, it's decent. Yeah, it yeah, is decent. decent. It is. It's, it's very good. And uh, when you when you shave your head, it looks better. Um, yeah, decent. decent. I'm, not, I'm fucking tired of myself to be honest. With you. I'm not even put myself in there. Uh, I see myself every day, so I'll have I'll have that. Um, I probably have the best hair out of the four years. It's a bad fucking group though, isn't it? If you've got the best day, it's still a first place fucking rose. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I go with that. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think Gav's got. A, I think Gav's got a nice touch, you know. I think he's got lovely hands. Mm. Yeah, I think he's got a nice silky, soft touch. Mm. Yeah. I don't Are you know trying to tell us you've had sex with Gav? No, no. Yeah. He gave me someone to have sex with, um, and uh, it was great. <laughs> Fair play. Tell her I said hello, and uh, I hope she's well. <sighs> let her down now. Yeah, I know. Fucking feel bad for Sharon now after saying that. Uh, I let it down. <laughs> I let it down. Um, no, what? Uh, no, that's um, that's being the Uber fatback for. Uh, hang on, hang on. Don't I get one? Did you not pick no. up? No, nah. no. Sorry, sorry. Go on. Sorry, I forgot all about you. We were doing that much. We were, we were, it was my game. We were, <laughs> you taking your ball Take off? your ball, mate. Take your ball and fuck off. Don't have it. Don't stand for Go this. Go on, Ian. Out of us four, mm. obviously I'd have my brain. Yeah. Obviously. Because we're, we're three quarters uh, slow. Uh, I'd have... So I'd have my brain. I'd have... Max Bank Balance... Because he's fucking creaming it over in Dubai. He's making all that up. I would have Grizz's wife, <laughs> uh, the second one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I would have. Story, um, <laughs> I think you're selling the first one short there. 
Don't worry, Vesa, cut that out. I won't. Go on. And from Gav, I would have, Gav, Gav, I would have your, your little man syndrome when things aren't going your way and you get dead angry, dead fast. I think that's quite funny. So, I'd have that. <laughs> you should ask, you should ask Bruce about the time when we were watching the, um, the European Cup final and Liverpool scored and I, um, went off on, uh, was it, was it Phil? I went off on Chris. Oh, fucking hell, man. I tell you. Gav's assault, mate. I tell you, Gav. Gav, when he's angry, is proper, proper sexy. I'm telling you that now. I mean, I know he's <laughs> No, he is. He's proper sexy. No, I laughed. I laughed that day. I, I thought I, was, I genuinely was going to throw Phil Casey off a fucking 20-foot balcony. I mean, scored. <laughs> so when he conceded, you can only imagine. Well, he was even... It was even Phil he was going to throw off, or, or Jamie Holmes' son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was the closest object to me at the time. Uh, no, uh, no, you can't, you can't be throwing kids off twenty foot back. You just can't. Um, and Jamie's son's, Jamie's son is actually uh, a really nice kid. Eric Clapton did. Did he? <laughs> oh, didn't know. Oh, Allegedly, I was about to YouTube it now. I won't now. I was about to Google it. Uh, right, listen, that's the end of it. That's the end of it. Um, from me, Ian, Ma, Grizz, and Grizz is first and second wives, um, we'd like to say goodbye. Have a good week. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. For confidence in your financial plan, look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So, with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.